You are listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the Integra X-Files, a place where we'll explore and solve for the X-Factor that will help reshape the future of long-term care pharmacy. Join us to discuss topics and insights that will help you discover ways to grow your pharmacy, stay up to date on important legislative and regulatory issues, learn best practices for operating a profitable pharmacy business, and unlock the mysteries of technology. Join hosts Francis Nahas, Chief Strategy Officer for Red Sail Technologies, and Jim McDonald, Vice President of Sales at Integra, as they connect with experts and leaders in the field to bring you content that matters in long-term care. Pharmacy Podcast Network and Nation, this is the Integra X-Files. This is exciting to be part of an organization that I've watched for years since my entrance in pharmacy, way back in 2004. It's making me feel old. And these these people that are passionate about long-term care pharmacy technology have been in this game for quite a long time. And the legacy an understanding of what it means to run a successful long-term care pharmacy, the impact to your community, the impact to our seniors is so important. Always forward. This is the theme for this year's Integra 2022 conference. I'm turning things over to our host, Francis Newhouse. Welcome back. And it's so exciting to hear that your conference and everything's going great. And I know you have some guests, so I'm turning this show over to you. Excellent. Thanks, Todd. Well, welcome everybody to the Integra X-Files live from the Integra conference. Uh, My name is Frances Nahas. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer for Red Cell Technologies and one of your hosts today. Uh, We actually have an exciting new guest host for you today. Uh, Evelyn Beach is here with us and she is one of our executives for customer success at Integra. Evelyn, why don't you introduce yourself? Absolutely. Thank you so very much for the introduction. Um, I'm actually a pharmacist and I've been working for Integra for 10 years. So I, I work with our pharmacies and making them efficient and successful using our products, not only prime care, but of course, doctor track, delivery track and logics. So, and I'm also so excited and having Paul here with me, he's also one of our speakers at our Integra conference and some of the tools that he's bringing to our pharmacies in order to make us more efficient and better be, be better prepared for our future. Hello, Paul. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for the invite. It's been a lot of fun uh, speaking at the conference and really uh, getting a chance to interact with pharmacies in person again. This has been a great opportunity to see pharmacists uh, have a chance to actually chat with one another and share some best practices and and, uh, really explore how they can change their pharmacy practice. It's been a lot of fun. So thanks for enjoying. That's very good. Yeah, awesome. So yeah, our guest today is Paul Shelton president of Pharma Complete Consulting Services. So Paul, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into Lean Six Sigma? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, So actually my background is in pharmacy workflow and automation design. Um, Actually started with uh, um, Parada Systems, which is obviously now the the largest and and one of the very few long-term care um, pharmacy automation companies in the industry uh, back in 2008. Um, and worked with both their long-term care division and their consulting division. And one of the things we started working on very early in that process is understanding how Lean Six Sigma can apply the long-term care and, and that manufacturing mindset that a lot of our pharmacies need to be embracing to move forward in the space. And so 
started out really in the early 2010s, um, and we started Farmer Complete in 2019. That was really one of the biggest things that our customers needed was someone to take that outside look and help them take that first step in the lean process and really look at their processes holistically and what they can do to change and be more efficient. Awesome. So my mother's like confession time, right? So my, <laughs> my mother has a master's in statistics as a lean six sigma black belt was an examiner for the Malcolm Baldrige award. So this was either fortunately or unfortunately Right. <laughs> Total dinner table conversation uh, in our house growing up. But for those that don't know what Lean Six Sigma is, can you give us or what's the definition? What is it? How yeah, should I think about it? Absolutely. So the, the easiest way to think about Lean Six Sigma is it's really the combination of two different concepts into one overarching concept to really drive process improvement holistically and systemically through a, an area, in our case, pharmacy to drive better customer outcomes. Um, it's really about, you know, the lean side is removing waste from the process. The yeah. Six Sigma side is making the process the same every single time. And when you combine those two, you get this, you know, frankly, this amazing process where now you're able to take all of the excess waste and all the processes and all the things yeah. that you're doing, trim them down, and then you have more time to provide healthcare and, and that proper care for your patients and really embrace that, that, you know, do more with less. Yeah. Yeah. So it's lean as sort of make it super efficient. Mm -hmm. Six Sigma, really high quality. Exactly. That's exactly beautiful. Right. Beautiful. And how, like, if you're a pharmacy, why do you, why do you care? What's the, um, well, that's a great question. So when you look at, just on the lean side, the concept of waste. I mean, it's been really interesting talking to pharmacies this week, especially about, okay, where in your pharmacy is, is a manufacturing process? Um, where is something that you have a process that's repetitive, it's repeatable, it's measurable, and it's something you can identify potential problems with yeah. and maybe make it a more narrow focused solution. Um, you know, pharmacy, especially long-term care pharmacy, truly is a manufacturing environment. How many, so like, Ella, this is a great question for you. You're, you're a long-term care pharmacy. You're at a, how many long-term care pharmacists actually think of their processes that way, that it's manufacturing, you're at assembly plant? It is very minimal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we think as pharmacists, I get the prescription, I'm going to get it out. But we do a lot of times do not stop on the process from A to Z. Yeah, right. we just want to get it to the end point, right. even though there could be so many different variations depending on the facility or the packaging system or where the inventory is kept. There's so many different variables. However, we only think I need to get it out the door. I need right. to get it to the patient right. without taking the time of reviewing what details or what step or how can I make the whole process more efficient right. overall. That's right in order to be able to use my staff more efficiently and give them better enjoyment on their employment. And of course, that also yeah. leads to cut to employee, uh, employee retention. Right. Anything else that you can add to that? How can uh, we expand yeah. our services and add a, our employee retention when we apply these efficient steps in the pharmacy? Absolutely. So one of the funny things we've asked uh, all, of our, all of our attendees this week is, okay, who here can hire high quality technicians for any type of reasonable pay grade in your market currently. So by a show of hands and the entire room is hands down. It's like, we can't, it's not that we can't hire them for a reasonable pay grade. We can't hire them. I was going to say, did right? anyone just like fully climb under the desk? Yeah, a couple, a couple of people were doing what they used to do. It's like, um, yeah, mm -hmm. they just walk away. And so what we find is, is if you, 
a lot of times when you've got technicians who are high functioning, very high quality technicians, high quality pharmacists, high quality team members, which a lot of our independent pharmacies, independent long-term care pharmacies have, there's actually abrasion that's happening inside that, that pharmacy because some of these inefficiencies exist. And the, the maybe the team member can't articulate it, but it's like, well, I feel like I'm doing five times the work that Susie's doing, but there's no way to measure it, right? There's, they're not taking the time to create a way to measure that outcome. And that is part of what Lean Six Sigma drives you to do is, is measure. Like you've yeah. got to take that time to understand what's being done in the pharmacy by whom, when, so that you can now reward your high performers and you can reward those folks that are really outperforming the rest of the team and then maybe have them train the folks that aren't. Right. And, and it could be something as simple as realigning your pharmacy space. And so that the, per- the person who's doing this work doesn't feel like, well, I'm taking 700 steps a day, just going from the counter to go get my allopurinol, which is on the far side of this inventory shelf. Right. It's little things that can help with reducing that team member abrasion and really making things more effective. Not to mention it gives you more time to actually engage with your customers. Right. And engage with you or grow your business without having to hire new people. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So one of the the, when I was talking to some of the the attendees to the Mm -hmm. conference today, they said, I am so busy right now today with everything that I need to deal with. How can I take time to review what my processes are? How can I take time to know to make any changes? Because I am understaffed, overworked. So. How can we encourage our pharmacies to take that extra step? Did you quietly whisper back? How can you not? <laughs> Correct. It's like the, it's the question of the CEO who says, well, what if we train our people and they leave? And the CFO goes, well, what if we don't and they stay? Right? <laughs> Same concept. How can you not take the time to yeah. do this? And so when we, when we look at the, you know, the very most basic way to go and do a Lead Six Sigma process, start with a waste walk. Take an hour, bring in a friend who's not in the pharmacy all day, every day. Like, and it could be a personal friend of the owner, the manager, whomever it is. And maybe it's somebody who runs a restaurant. If you happen to have a friend who's a Chick-fil-A manager, for instance, oh bring God. that yeah. person in. <laughs> um, because, yeah. I mean, let's talk about it. As an organization, Chick-fil-A has used Lean Six Sigma processes to become this insanely efficient organization, and they're constantly improving. And they see there's all these opportunities to improve. So if if they can do that in fast food, which, okay, great. If I don't get my chicken right now, I'm not upset. I'm just like, well, I had to wait an extra two minutes. If I've got a patient who's in pain and it takes me an extra 30 minutes to get that medication to that patient, now I've got a patient, I've got a caregiver, I've got a family member who are all upset because I didn't get to them when I needed to in a timely, in a timely manner. But what is the financial impact right. if you're not getting that medication to that's the correct. right patient at the right time? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, and that's a great question. So when, when you look at, okay, you bring that person in, that person comes in to do the waste walk with you, you go and look and identify places where maybe too many people are crossing paths. Um, take a digital design or take, take a drawing of your pharmacy and walk back there and have your friend observe the pharmacy and see where people are moving through the space. And if you see a point where everybody in the pharmacy is moving to that same space, that's a choke point. It's the spaghetti chart, right? Exactly. It spaghetti like chart. That's exactly right. Oh, yeah. it looks like a bowl of spaghetti. And at the end of the day, you're like, oh my gosh, that I, there's a problem. I need to realign how my people move through my space. It's a, the very most simple, very most basic concept. You know, when we talk about lean processes, there's an acronym called downtime. 
Yeah. Um, and downtime is it's an eight piece. It's a mm -hmm. kind of description of those eight pieces of waste. Well, the I in downtime is inventory. And people ask, well, how do I afford to do this? Cool. Most pharmacies, maybe not all, but most pharmacies in our industry, I think the last study I saw was 52% of the pharmacies in this industry get fewer, 12 or fewer inventory terms a year. Yeah. Yes. That means that they've got literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash sitting on their shelf. Yeah. Like just stacks of bills just sitting on their, on their shelves. But pharmacists are, are training, I think, our embedded belief is I need to have it on the shelf just in case I need it. Right. Of course. So it's a little bit changing the perspective. I need to have right. on the shelf what I truly need. Correct. Yeah. Understanding what that true, true need is, right? There's a very quick report that you can look in dispense history. What, what, what's my inventory currently on hand? Yeah. Dispense history in the last six months. Mm -hmm. Anything that's not in your dispense history that's in your current inventory on hand Strongly question why you have that in your pharmacy shelf. That's it's a 30 minute process. You can probably remove 25 to 30 thousand dollars of inventory from your shelf because you have a dispense in the last six months. And what can you do with that? What can you invest in the business? Exactly. exactly. Yes. I mean, that's yeah. there's that is literally cash you're taking off your shelf. You can now go and look at can I hire another technician with that? Mm -hmm. And then have that person be just someone who's focused on making my pharmacy more efficient, right? right? So now I've paid for that in a 30 minute waste bulk. So it's, it, there are definitely ways to make this effective and very rapidly effective and impactful for pharmacies. Good, good, very good. So I know we talked about the waste. Mm -hmm. What are some of the most common waste or time efficiencies initiatives add to a pharmacy? I know we talked about inventory, and that's a great start and beginning. But how many other areas in the pharmacy that we do see waste? Oh, my goodness. Waiting waste is probably the W in downtime. Right? <laughs> Waiting waste. If I see one more pharmacy tech in the back or a pharmacist in the back of a pharmacy with their phone out, just right. like that, staring at scrolling through Facebook. I was like, because this is audio, I'm going like, to do them. Yeah. Like, scrolling. like Evelyn just pulled her phone out. Right. <laughs> Immediately before Paul said that, because she knew exactly where he was. It, right. it drives me bananas because, okay, I've got a very narrow focus technician, right? This technician or this pharmacist, the pharmacist is on PV2. Their only mission is to inspect. The technician is on fulfillment. Their only mission is to fulfill. They don't have a secondary mission already assigned to them in the pharmacy on a daily basis. As soon as I get to my last label yeah. in fulfillment, what is my next task? Is it go and do an inventory walk on one section of inventory? And I have a, a layout where, okay, today is Tuesday. I, the last one of these I did was here. I need to go do this inventory walk, find any inventory that's going to be expiring within the next two months or going past six months, dating in the next two months, take that off the shelf, return it to my wholesaler, right? That's money on the shelf that we're going to probably throw in the trash can if we're not careful. Yeah. And so having that secondary assignment is absolutely critical. And every single person in the pharmacy needs to have that secondary assignment, right? Here's my primary mission, secondary mission. If you really want to get aggressive, go tertiary mission, right? And every single person in the pharmacy needs to be cross-trained. Um, we had a, had a, a great training, literally, the, I think the second week I was in the Army, talking about what should a small unit look like? And I look at our pharmacies as like a platoon, in the yeah. in, right? So yes. you've got 35 to 40 people working in this space. And this old grizzled Vietnam veteran sergeant, I mean, this guy was, the stories were amazing. But he had this interesting way of describing to young soldiers like myself. He said, takes a glass of water and he says, this glass of water represents the quality of our unit as an overall whole. 
And the higher the glass, the higher the level of water in this, the better off we are. Yeah. And he sticks his thumb in the water and the water goes up. This is you. He goes, when I take my thumb out of the unit, the unit overall quality goes down. But there's not a hole because everybody in the unit knows everybody else's job. And so in your pharmacy, cross-training your team members so that waiting concept isn't an issue anymore. So that I'm done with my data entry for the day. The only thing coming in now is going to be, you know, the on-demand daily orders. Cool. All of my cycle data entry technicians now need to go to the back and start filling prescriptions. Mm -hmm. And getting them actually able and comfortable to do that routinely. How do you deal with, so one of the things I hear when I talk, and this is hard, it doesn't matter the size of business, but I hear this from pharmacies a lot. The change management's really scary. Oh, yeah. Right? And there, there's no way around. Everything you just talked about is, is change and change. impacts the employees. How do you think about, or advise folks, like, what do you what do you tell pharmacies? How do you, how do you help get the techs and the pharmacists right. and the employees really excited, actually, about the potential of the change? That's such a great question, because I think everybody in in at least in my experience, everybody now is understanding how challenging it is to hire new people, mm -hmm. right? And I think the best way to get somebody to embrace an idea is make it their idea. Exactly. Right? I'm so glad you came up with this concept. Oh my gosh, you can show me a way to save some time. Mm -hmm. So there's a, great, there's a great concept called two-second lead. And it literally is, if I can find a task, I can remove two seconds from my day that I repeat routinely, what does that mean for my business? Yeah. Turn it into a competition. Have a conversation yes. with your team when you're doing your daily stand-up, but if you're not doing daily stand-up, strongly recommend it. Get everybody on the same page. Mm -hmm. The front of the house, the back of the house, it doesn't matter. Have that conversation. Whether it's Make it engaging for exactly. them. Make it rewarding for them. Exactly. And when we're talking about a primary task and a secondary task, ask them what would they prefer yeah. to be their secondary task. Involve yeah. them in the decision-making so they find some ownership yeah. and, and therefore be happy with, with their employment, but also making sure that all the tasks that are assigned to them, they feel comfortable enough to Correct. do, have the yep. tools to do it, and are happy to do. Yeah. Yep. So I believe that's part of the buy-in in yeah, and absolutely. accepting the change. Right. That's, that's exactly right. So when you talk about like the in downtime, the in is non-utilized talent or underutilized talent. Okay. Okay. So think about the promotion process for a technician in a pharmacy right now, right? You've got a brand new technician, they walk in, where do they always end up? Fulfillment, right? Fulfillment. Because that's the easy task. I can teach them to be a fulfillment technician in about two and a half minutes. Medication, scan, put it, card, stamp, <laughs> go. As that technician gets better at that process and becomes a superstar technician who's thinking next level, third level, down the road, how do I make this change? I take that technician who's a rock star fulfillment tech and say, I have an awesome opportunity for promotion for you. I'm going to move you to data entry. Yeah, That's not the same job. It's a completely different field, right? So you have a person who's a rock star, has a very strong talent, and now you're going to take them to a space where maybe they're only typing at 12 words right. a minute, right? So now we're going to use them in a space where they have to be able to type 40, 50 words a minute. Maybe that's not the right place for that person. Yeah. Maybe you can bring in that same technician who came in and say, let's do a strengths test for you. What are you good at? Mm -hmm. Great. Now I'm going to assign you to a role that you're good. I'm going to lean into your strengths. Yeah. But by creating a pathway for those technicians to promote within role and become rock stars, again, you have to measure it because what you don't measure never gets done. Yeah, exactly. just, and we exactly. live by that. That's right. Yeah. What gets measured gets done. Right. Mm -hmm. We'll stop every well, time. And, and, and what you measure routinely excels. Yeah. Right. And so if I'm going in in a weekly meeting, weekly stand up, hey, I'm going to give a shout out to Evelyn because Evelyn had zero QC issues in PV2 
and did 800 prescriptions a day in pharmacy verification two or final review. Okay, that's awesome. I give that shout out during that standoff. Great job, Evelyn. Now, as me, I remember looking, I did 750 and had two QC issues. Okay, great. We don't call that out. We say, hey, honorable mention to the second person, third person. Being able to publicly reward people, knowing their currency. Maybe their currency is time off. Maybe it's 15 minutes of an extra break. Maybe it's Starbucks gift card. Maybe it's you bring in donuts for the teams. And guys, we killed it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Little things like that to show your team that you're rewarding them. And what happens is as this change occurs, they're becoming more and more lean. You can grow the business without bringing on people. Mm-hmm. If someone leaves, which again, a great resignation, let's talk about it. That's been a huge problem yeah. for our pharmacy. Yes, it has. And so as people leave, you may not have to replace them because you've got this team that's bought in. And the people that aren't bought in are usually the ones going, maybe this isn't the right place for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you're bringing in high performance, right? Exactly. And then so many times, so many pharmacies every day, when they are bringing, let's say, five facilities on next month, the very first question is, are we going to hire more people? Because the perception of the staff in the pharmacy is if we add more facilities, yep. we need more employees Correct. Yeah. Without, see, without thinking about it. Okay, we can use the leaner process, eliminate the waste, still service the new facilities we're onboarding with the same number of staff we have today. Correct. So that is a complete change of perception and way of 100%. thinking. The, every, the first thought is, are we getting more facilities? Okay, we need more employees. Yep. Let's step back, review our processes, eliminate our waste, become right. more efficient, That's right. and we'll be able to handle the same, the new, the new right. business with the same staff. I mean, we, we've seen pharmacies grow by 40%. Mm-hmm. And because at the same time they're growing, they're taking the time to look at a process and say, why are we doing this process? And they ask the five whys, right? They say, okay, why do we do it this way? Okay, why do we do it that why is that? And, right. and by the time you get that last why, you're like, oh, it's because we've always done it that way. Well, that's done. We should change <laughs> it. And so having the opportunity to take that step back and change those processes and really get a, a, a better engagement, a lot of times you can significantly grow your business. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're cross-training your team so that there's not the issue of, okay, Paul got COVID. He has to work from home or can't work from home yeah. for the next, I don't know, two weeks. You don't have a hole in your organization. Yeah. You, you have, okay, yes. everybody just kind of closes ranks. They send flowers. They say, hope you're doing well. Come back in a couple of weeks. And now we're better because you're back. But there was never a hole in your organization. Mm-hmm. Correct. In other words, don't give a task to only one employee. Correct. Always have a backup for that one employee. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's a great, this is a great point. So when I was at McKesson, there was an executive who I'm not, not going to name. <laughs> but used to say a dollar a dollar saved is a dollar earned and distributions are really low margin business so mm-hmm. it's about a two yeah. percent margin business it was a dollar saved a dollar earned a new dollar of revenue was two pennies earned right so they were really big into lean six sigma yes. a really efficient process right they run distribution centers you're going to be super efficient but this is a really interesting twist on that like hey it's not only dollar saved dollar earned which is still true right if you yes. can get that inventory off the shelf, that's money you can deploy somewhere else. 100%. But it's also, it gives you the capacity correct. to grow. Correct. And correct. it gives you tools to get employees actually engaged in yep. improving the pharmacy and making their jobs you know, right. better and 
to grow into new areas. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like when you look at your pharmacy and, and, you know, right now there's not a great national, like what, what should my metrics look like? Right. Like there's not, there's not a single source of truth anymore of, okay, where should my met, my labor metric be? Where should my delivery metric be? Where should, and we're, so one of the things that we're seeing is like, we're seeing labor models that are just blown out of proportion because of COVID. Yeah. Right. And in states where it's allowed, we're seeing a lot of technicians saying, well, I really want to keep working from home. Okay. Well, if you're not measuring that technician, that could either be a fantastic idea or a dumpster fire. Right. Right. (laughs) Like, all right, Karen, what did you get done today? Oh, they entered four prescriptions. Yeah. You're not working. You're babysitting. You're hanging out at the house. Yeah. That same technician, though, in the pharmacy, may get 100 prescriptions in it or yeah. 250 prescriptions in it. Conversely, because they're in the pharmacy now, okay, I, I need to go talk to somebody about this. I'm going to go ask that yeah. question. Their productivity may drop through the floor. So if you're not mm-hmm. measuring it, you have no way of knowing yeah. what that looks like. Yeah. And that's what it's, it's like. They might be at home and get 100 prescriptions done, but if you measure, you don't know. Right? Exactly. Until you measure, you don't know. That's exactly right. right. We right. need to be able to measure, especially with the new remote uh, situations that mm-hmm. we may have. Because that can be a super technician in the pharmacy. However, remote at home, not everybody has the the, uh, ability to have a dedicated work area that they can focus on the work they have. So that's why we depend on the software that we use within the pharmacy in order to make sure that the the team remotely or in the pharmacy are are productive. So so that's a great lead-in. So what types of tools, you know, it's like we talk about measurement a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Some of them are simple tools like the spaghetti chart, like literally right. drop, watch and drop. Yes. <laughs> watch and draw where people know. You can use a crayon, you can use a marker, right? Um, yeah. But for some of the other things that like you need sort of, you need the technology tools or you need other tools. So what are some of the things you've seen be really successful in being able to measure the processes? So there, there, there's some great reports within QS1 Prime Care that you can use to get an understanding of, as I said, for instance, yeah. the, in, the inventory reports. Yeah. If you've got your inventory baked in there, um, use that. If not, use whatever inventory management system you use to legalize and pull that out. Um, that's a fantastic report. Looking at, I mean, really, it's just using your reports effectively um, and, you know, really working with um really working with your, your folks at Integra and say, okay, here are the data points I need to see. I need to see productivity by person. Um, can you find a report? Can you make a report out for mm-hmm. me so I can see that on a routine yeah. basis? Um, you know, I know some of the things that, that I've seen coming in the future are, are just these live dashboards that are yeah. so, they're so dynamic and so impactful. And that's, that's really where pharmacy needs to be going. Yeah. We need to be getting to a place where we can see a real salient dashboard and the reason I say salient is like salient is the concept of cool I've got data but just does it allow me to make any decisions yeah right describing salient mm-hmm. data it's like if I look at a bag of Doritos and says 200 calories it's not salient information that's just data I eat the potato chips or eat the Doritos <laughs> and that's a problem if I look at the bag of chips and it says Paul has to run 1.2 miles to eat this bag of chips I put the chips down because I don't <laughs> like running right and so that's the difference between data and salient information mm-hmm. salient data that's yeah. actionable and so being able to provide those actionable intelligence points for the pharmacies, again, from reporting is probably the primary way I would do that. Um, and then really just looking at output in the pharmacy by queue. 
mm-hmm. and having your being being able to move people to float into those queues and out of those queues as necessary to meet the needs of your customers. Right. That, that brings a very good point. Like in Doctor Track Seven, yep. if the pharmacy is using folders instead of search folders, mm-hmm. we display the number of documents in each one of the folders. And those folders could be built on the workflow step or the workflow queue. Like how many documents do I have in order entry? How many documents do I have a PV1 or new order verify? How many documents have right. a label dispensing to, to fill? And then so we can create that workflow within DocuTrack. And it's a quick visual to see, oh, I have 100 documents in new order verify. Then let me get some pharmacists start checking orders. I probably, well, and I, if that's happening every day, yes, like what's the bottleneck that's happening? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Area that mm-hmm. you can make that process more. So it's a quick yeah. visual uh, view. They can track it. They can write the number down if they want to keep on tracking yeah. on it. Uh, it's very easy to view. But not only that, I would give ownership to all pharmacists. Oh, look at this folder is growing. So let's right. move some staff. Or That's not great. only that, get to the point where they are looking at DocuTrack. Oh, look at this queue is pretty growing. Let myself go move to and help them out. Because right. I am caught up doing my job. That's my exactly task. right. You know, yeah. the, the primary task, secondary task we were talking about earlier. Exactly. My primary task is doing PV2. I'm done. Instead of getting my book out and reading, waiting at my workstation for more work, mm-hmm. I'm now going to go actually go and do proactively go and proactively through it. Yeah. And that may not require me to physically move, right? Mm-hmm. Because I've got all the tools I need right here at my workstation. I can convert over. I can make that happen. You bring um, a very great segue. So I'm going to give you a little, <laughs> bit of a, a little bit of historical vision of when I was working the pharmacy. So I implement, I was using PrimeCare and I implemented DocuTrack. And because I was one of the first pharmacies with these systems, um, I had a lot of guests. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love because I'm still engaging and connecting with the people that came to visit me many years ago. But something that a lot of our pharmacy uh, visitors said, and including people in prime care, uh, they said, the phone is not ringing. The yeah. phone is not ringing because they, they pass time and we're talking, we're giving them a tour and and it's like every time at the end of the tour, it's just the, I didn't hear the phone ring. You know, what happened? You're and just trying to ring her <laughs> off. Like, right. your exactly. Magic. What is the magic? And I said, well, we are using DocuTrack to communicate better with our nursing facilities. I keeping the staff at the workstation they need to be instead of having to go to the fax machine, yep. discover the fax machine is out of toner, then go to the warehouse to look for toner. And then the then it's out of paper. And the conversations go into the coffee place. And so I eliminated all that waste. And because of that, we were more proactive mm-hmm. in communicating with the pharmacists of the facilities. And therefore, they had, didn't have the need to call. Right. It's incredible. We're, we're turning on integration, right? Like, so you're now integrated with Point Click Care through QS1 Prime Care. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you have a digital impact, a digital footprint that's connecting. Correct. And, and another thing, I love you talking about turning, you know, why is the phone not ringing? Well, so one of the challenges we see a lot is distractions in production. We talk about this kind of manufacturing mindset. If I have a floor pharmacist who's doing PV2, they should not be answering the phone. That should not be their primary mission. You should have your PV1 or your, your initial entry pharmacies, pharmacists answering the telephone, addressing that, unless everyone else in the building is gone then it can flow back through the production facility. Right. Production needs to be heads down doing production. So many times I go into a, a closed for pharmacy and there's a couple of people doing data entry, a couple of people doing billing. 
they have headsets on, they're not on the phones, they're not doing anything, but the phone's ringing off the hook in fulfillment. It's like, why is that workflow the way we have it? All the data is at these folks' fingertips and they're sitting down specifically to have it available. Yeah. Uh, and then that goes back to the point I think we talked about yesterday, which is instead of taking the time when someone calls in an order to hand write it out, yes. right? Yeah. Have the form up in DocuTrack. Pull that for the order form up and have it open on your desk. When the phone rings, pull that form up. Okay, do I need this? Nope, cool, delete. Do I need it? Yes. Take the order electronically right. first. Don't du- duplicate work. You know, you look right. at downtime. That's overproduction waste. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the O in downtime, overproduction waste. Down, I'm doing the same task twice. Mm-hmm. Just do it right the first time and not have to worry about it. Correct. And we were even had a class just recently, and we were even telling uh, the pharmacies that attended our class, uh, we were telling them, if you have DocuTrack, now we have the option to open more than one tap. Right. Always have a telephone order open. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So therefore, you can just right? tap to that tab and yep. take the order there, complete it, open another one in order to prepare so for the next call. Ready if you need it. Exactly. Set and ready to, if yeah. it's needed, yeah. it's there already. As soon as that phone rings, you're ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do pharmacies struggle? I mean, like a lot of us, you listen to it and it's like, well, wow, why isn't everyone doing this? What's <laughs> what, <laughs> right? what do folks really struggle with? What, what's the sort of like, they get started and they hit a barrier and it's like, this is too, what, what are the big kind of hurdles? I think the big hurdles are taking time to do this the very first time. It's always that first change is scary. I mean, yeah. it's so funny to talk to people and say, well, they say, I don't have time to mm-hmm. review this. Yes. I don't have time to do this. And, and you know, the reason you don't have time to do this is because there's so much waste in your pharmacy that it's it's causing this overwork, overproduction waste. It's the waiting waste. It's the little 15 and 20 second steals of time. Yeah. That's why you don't have time. So if you can take some time to, to do that first focus, maybe it has to be a Saturday. Maybe you just have to say, you know what? I am going to sit down and focus on this for an hour. It doesn't yeah. take long. Mm-hmm. This is a you start small. Start at one process that you know is a dumpster fire. That's what I was going to say. Is I was like, I think sometimes, you know, I hear you talking. It's just, you yeah. know, feels overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Yes. Absolutely. So if you start small, like what are some of the places you've seen really routinely where it's like, go look at this. Yeah. Go look at this and pick the small task and see what you can do. Absolutely. So I would say data entry is a great one. Okay. Um, refill orders specifically. Are you manually inputting your refill orders from your facilities? Or if, if you're on, on demand, yeah. if, if you're... On you know, cycle fill, it's something as simple as setting up a process to make sure that when you fill more, you know, fill enough that you no longer have another full refill remaining on your prescription, go ahead and send your refill request. So many times yes. you get to the next cycle date, you're five days out from the next cycle date, and you're going, Oh man, I don't have any refills. And now you have to go and request it. And good luck getting a doctor to respond in, in 24 hours. Right, no. right. It's not right. Gonna so now you're hoping you can get that. And the doctor's no. mad because they're like, why are they sending? Why are they calling me 72 different times? I mean, and, and, you know, looking at the processes, like, you know, um, in, in one of the other classes we're, we're teaching while we're here, you know, there was a, there was a process map that we looked at, which is, you know, the pharmacy was faxing once, faxing twice, faxing a third time, and then calling. Mm-hmm. Well, the intent is I'm not having to call it. Right. Right. Okay. But think about the abrasion you're creating at your doctor's office. Yeah. They may be 48 hours behind on the facts. Well, now I'm faxing again two days later. So now maybe they're 72 hours behind. And so they're not even seeing the first one. They've already got a second one in their queue. Or in some cases, they're four or five days behind. So now they've got three faxes from my pharmacy. 
And all I need to do is call them and say, hey, I need you to refill on this patient. The nurse is able to get a verbal from the doctor and send it in, no problem. And it's, it's authorized. Right. So they went from a basically 12 to 15 minute time process over 11 days to get an average refill down to a two and a half day process that took eight minutes of total active processing time, right? And so it's just taking that little bit of time to think about where you're seeing the big gaps. Yeah. What are the things that are really killing us? And being able to take a step back and actually produce out of that. So I do have a scenario question for you. Yeah. So what if my main process, because I want to standardize my process for Rx requests to be facts, 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 call. Mm -hmm. However, I have some prescribers who want us to fax to the facility, other to the office, other just use electronic prescriptions. Because of all the different variations that the doctors are requesting from pharmacies and every day there's more and more, how can the pharmacy still have a consistent process, be efficient and be able to meet all those exceptions to the rule? That's a great question. Um, so I think the, the easy answer is find your bulk. What's the item? So, okay, great. So I've got seven different processes. Cool. One of those has to be the most. Mm -hmm. Maybe one is 30% of the time. So I'm going to focus on that 30% of the time. How do I standardize that as much as possible? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a faxed in refill sheet. Cool. I turn the automation on for that in DocuTrack, and I have a, a person scan that visually to make sure there's nothing else on there, a handwritten note or anything like that. Nope, cool. Everything else has just been pushed through the process. So now I'm going in and remove 30% of my touches right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Or it's instead of removing it, maybe I've reduced the touch time from an average of seven to eight minutes on a, an itinerary fill sheet to 15 seconds to confirm there's nothing on the sheet that I have to touch. Very right? good. So you're able to do that very quickly. And now you move to your next biggest issue. Right. And work your way down. Now, counterpoint, you can always start with the easiest, right? The smallest one. And it just really depends on how your pharmacy's wired, what how how big you want to do this. And the joke is you know, how do you eat the elephant of yeah. lean six sigma? Well, it's one bite at a time. Yeah. You start small, work your way larger. It's very it's, good. I laugh. It's very um, it's very like, how do you deal with debt if you have it? Do you want to pay down the biggest loan first? Or do you want to pay down the smallest so you get the satisfaction of like you right, right. right it's right similar concept parade of things and figure out you know mm -hmm. do you want to tackle the biggest do you want to tackle the easiest what's going to get you that sort of quick win right that gets you motivated that satisfaction satisfaction i completed something yeah. correct yeah mm -hmm. yeah right yeah. That, that, get that little dopamine hit of a, i was successful and now i'm going to go do the next one yeah. right and and i think especially with lean six sigma if you're not doing it all in your pharmacy it's really important to start with something that you know you're getting the win from. And that's why I encourage like that inventory. Inventory is probably in most pharmacies, the easiest thing to get an immediate win. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll walk into a pharmacy and because again, we don't have the object permanence and we see this all day, every day. Mm -hmm. One of our team members can walk into a pharmacy and in most pharmacies in about 15 minutes, find 30 to $35,000 in savings. That's cash on the shelf that can come right off. Yeah. Uh -huh. Right. And so cool. Talk about an awesome win. Like you walk in and say, Hey, um, here's $35,000. Go ahead and submit that back to your wholesaler. We'll be in your account next week. And so, okay, great. Now that's an immediate win for the owner. They're like, oh, wow. Now let's pull a report and see if we can do this in a focused manner. We'll mm -hmm. start in the A through G. Here's our report. And we go yeah. and pull another $150,000 in product off the shelf. Yeah. Real world example. Yeah. So we're yes. talking, that's a piece of automation, right? Yeah. And so now, okay, now I'm thinking about, okay, how can we re redeploy this asset, this cash? Maybe it's, 
I'm going to redeploy it to my pocket because I haven't been able to pay myself in the last two years. Yeah. I know that's a problem. And that's a real thing, especially through the pandemic. Yeah. And so it's how do we make this very easy process for our teams? Yeah. It starts small. Start with something you know you can get away from. So if folks are looking for, so they listen, they're like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> where can they find resources? Where can they find you? Like, Absolutely. Where would you find them? So, um, so there's some great resources out there that aren't us. Um, yeah. you know, the the um, International um, uh, Institute for Industrial Engineering, um, they've got some great free resources. Um, honestly, probably one of the best resources that most of our pharmacies don't know about is what's called quality-driven um, measurement. Uh, or, or quality-driven management, excuse me, from FedEx. They have a fantastic toolkit. Go to fedex.com slash QDM. And it's this whole turnkey kit on how do I start a basic lean process in my right. pharmacy. Um, YouTube, go watch Two Second Lean. Guys, if a woodworking shop can do this, yeah. a pharmacy can do <laughs> yeah. this, right? Yeah. It's you know, it is a it's a manufacturing process. You know, if you do want to reach out to us at PharmaComplete, you know, we're at PharmaComplete.com. Info at PharmaComplete.com gets to a couple of our key leaders. We can reach out to you and kind of help fill in some gaps. Um, you know, that's also, probably that's what I'm going to get my nerdy too. Where I'm like, if you can, if you know someone, talk to just go watch a real manufacturing or real center. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. I tell you, anybody who's running, you know, we, I worked at McCaslin Automation that became a center that became Omnicell, right? And so we had our manufacturing plan. You can walk through there and it's like, you live and breathe out stuff. You walk through McKesson Distribution Center. Yep. It's what they live and breathe all day long. If you don't believe you're running an assembly process, <laughs> go walk. So let's you'll bring, walk yeah, let's bring this uh, some that a little bit closer yeah. to home. Yeah. Think of a mail order pharmacy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They are completely super lean processes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of automation. Some of them are. Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a spectrum. Right? Right, right, exactly. There's always a spectrum. Well. Right. Uh, but when I uh, worked in a, in a small mail order pharmacy in, in, in the South in Tampa Bay, it's like I took only three steps a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, I'm a focus in my little workstation yeah. and I focus on my job. And then when I was done with yeah. that, I moved. But it's like you can see the efficiency because our volume was about 8,000 prescriptions a day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, we, we took a, a pharmacy in North Carolina from an average filling time of about four, a little bit less than four minutes per prescription yeah. across their entire portfolio down to mm-hmm. just under one minute per prescription. Yes. Simply by showing the team members what they were doing, by metricing the, the right. outputs and having those act, proactive conversations and then looking at their workflow and saying, okay, Johnny's taking three minutes per fill. What's he doing compared to Claire, who's taking 37 seconds per fill? And then measuring those two against one another. And we could say, okay, well, that's because Johnny is on the wrong side of the table and he's having to walk around and all of the stuff he's pulling happens to be at the far end of the inventory. Mm-hmm. So could we move Johnny's workstation to the other end of the inventory? Okay, now he's only taking seven steps. He's doing a minute 30 per fill, right? Yeah. So, it, and it's just, it's taking those little steps to think about how to how to make it faster and better. And again, can't stress enough, it's you have to measure your outputs, yeah. right? Once you understand what you're doing in your space, it's really easy to do this. Most manufacturing facilities, unless it's something where it's a heavy, like a, a tire manufacturer, like big, big, equipment. Yeah. big equipment where it's dangerous. Most communities have a manufacturing facility. Reach out to your chamber of commerce. Yeah. Ask them, is there any, are there any manufacturing facilities in our area that would be happy to have me do a tour? Right. And then as a pharmacy owner, they, 
they'll usually geek out. They're like, they love, I mean, well, who doesn't like, love to show off what they do for a That's exactly what I was yes, going to yes. like, a lot of manufacturing, like, they love to do it. It's so fun. Like, right. and it's just seeing it makes such a difference. Like, right. Seeing how they're doing it. And yeah. honestly, if, you, if you've got a good relationship with your wholesaler, ask them to go see their distribution centers. I mean, all yeah. of the major wholesalers are running extremely lean processes. Extremely lean. I mean, yes. you're, you're talking six sigma level waste um, where it's down to, okay, we, we moved in, in one case, we moved $1.4 billion of product yeah. through a facility and had fewer than $1,000 of lost product in a 12 month period. Mm-hmm. And they're oh, cool. Let's find out how they did that. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know. And they're working, you know, it's like, well, Push in place through six sigma green belt, black mm-hmm. belt, like all, all yep. the way up. I mean, yes. it is a huge part of the culture. Absolutely. And, and there is one thing to note there is a concept of lean six sigma for healthcare. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I think it's very important that if you do want to go get some training in this, there's some fantastic online training protocols. Um, six lean six sigma is done in belts as if it were yeah. karate, which is right. hilarious. Yeah. But you can get your yellow belt, which is a super basic, it's like the basic training yeah. of lean six sigma. You can do that 100 percent online. There's also a green belt online training, it's a little more intent, intense, a little more in-depth. Do it after hours. It's probably you can probably find a great course for between a thousand fifteen hundred dollars, and it's an online course, you're certified at the end of it. And now you can go out and say, I can not only it's a great way to get buy-in from your team. I, yeah, I was going to say it's a great thing. I'm certified team. to help yes. you with this, or find a technician who can certify, or a pharmacist who can certify it. And one of the, I don't know, I think it's the green belt level, right? The way you get the green belt is you have to complete a project. It's black belt. You oh, have it's to black belt. Yeah, black belt. Yeah, project. Green so belt. You can do some certification, so, but great. But great. So folks mm-hmm. through training, it's a great career Absolutely. advancement thing. And then Absolutely. they've got to do a project in the pharmacy to get that next level. It's exactly. Or or say, hey, I'm going to pay for this once you've completed a project. And so yeah. you go through the training, you pay for it yourself. Once you're done with the training, you've completed one project in the pharmacy. I will reimburse you for the cost of your course. Yeah. Super easy way to get somebody to really buy in. And exactly. of course, if they're they advancing. It. They're advancing their career. They're advancing great their resume builder. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Perfect. So one of the things we do in our podcast every time is at the end of it, we ask our guests for one, like, hey, if you took nothing else away from this podcast, <laughs> what's the X factor? What's the thing folks should walk away from and do differently? And I feel like today there's a list of like 800. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take notes and realize you could hear me typing, but I was like, there are just so many little nuggets. But if there were one thing that you would say, hey, walk away and think about this in your pharmacy. All right. So if we're we're narrowing it down to to two, let's say, Um, the first thing is the reason that most pharmacists struggle to manage Lean Six Sigma processes is this, I don't have time. Yeah. But the reason you don't have time is because we're not managing processes to control within the space, right? Yeah. Um, and there's actually a really interesting study occurring currently in Britain and the U.S. where they're compressing the work week for about 12,000 employees across 26 different organizations. And what they're finding in that early study is because there was a smaller window of time given to the team members, they have four-day work week instead of five. Mm-hmm. The same amount of work, if not more, is occurring because the wasted time during the course of the day goes away. So if you force yourself to take some time out of your day, make it a Wednesday afternoon, maybe maybe you don't have a busy Wednesday afternoon, take that time to go out and spend some time in your pharmacy looking for places that you can find easy wins and start there. And the second thing I'd like to everybody take away is the inventory. I mean, like as an industry, long-term care pharmacy, generally, not always, 
but in excess of 75% of the time, has significantly more inventory on the shelf than they need to truly meet the objective of their pharmacy. Yeah. And that's cash sitting on the table. And that's an opportunity for you to go pull that cash off the shelf and go do something more productive with it. Awesome. Well, this has been absolutely fantastic. It is fun. This is, I think, the first podcast we've done fully in person. This was fun. Can't thank you enough for being a guest here. Can't thank you enough for teaching classes at the Integra Conference yes, and thank helping you. all of our customers. Uh, really, really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm very happy. To it's do been that. wonderful. Thank you. It's been you. a lot of fun being here and really it's been, uh, yeah, this has been a, a great pleasure. So thank you so much. Awesome. Wonderful. Thanks everyone. Thank you everyone. Thanks for listening to the Integra X-Files. We'd like to hear from you and gain your perspective on the X-Factor and improving long-term care pharmacy. Connect with us at IntegraXFiles.com. That's IntegraXFiles.com.